Bright Ideas for Your Business with Amy Blaine, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Bright Ideas for Your Business with Amy Blaine is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Amy Blaine. Hi, this is Amy Blaine, and today we are interviewing Dave Alwyn of Echo Valley Meats, who is actually kind of a Shark Tank celebrity, I guess I'll call you, I don't know, maybe you may <laughs> not agree with that, but um, he is famous in our local area for being a meat guy, um, he, Echo Valley Meats, obviously, and I know that you started, this is your family business, you started when you were a kid. Maybe, can you give us a little background of the background of your business and just your family's? Yeah, gosh, it starts a long time ago. (laughs) uh, 32 years ago, I bought the building here in 1990 as a 21-year-old kid. As a a young kid, me and my cousin bought the building and it was part of a family business, all one brothers at the time, which was a third generation uh, business. My dad and my uncle had taken it over. They came to this country in 1947 and all one brothers meets and uh, it's been in Peoria since 1957. Um, which is still there today. It's my brother and my cousin now that own the business today. Um, and so this was an all ones from 90 to 96. Uh, we had five locations at the time. And then ironically, I said uh, I wanted to get in the internet business, and everybody thought it was a joke and kind of laughed me out of the house at the time. And, and what year was that? 1996. Okay, right when yeah. it started. Though. Oh, yeah. My dad and my uncle, who were old school from Lebanon, wanted nothing to do with the internet. I mean, internet, what a joke. What a joke. Who would ever order me through the internet? I was reading too many books and magazines and every excuse you could think of. Um, and so, uh, so that's kind of where it all started. And then, um, you know, I said, I kind of gave him an ultimatum said, you guys really need to change gears and let me and my cousin Joe take over in 96. And so they said two years, we'll give us two years and you guys can take over the business. And we had five stores at the time. Only one of them was wholesale. The other four were retail. Um, and then two years came and went and they decided not to get out of the business. And so I decided at the time to exit the business on my own. Um, and that's when I uh, started at Echo Valley Meats, uh, November 1st of 1999, I believe it was. You, I know you do, you have a retail store here, and then you also do catering. We do. And then, now did you start your online yeah, store so all, at that so, time? No, it all started uh, as a little 2,000 square foot retail store only, uh, as uh, Echo Valley Meats. And then what happened uh, about the year 2000, I got into a deer processing. I had bought a little small company out here and got into deer processing, and then ended up getting picked as a sausage maker to go to Germany and Denmark with a group of 10. And so that's kind of, I ended up going overseas and getting, learning a, a lot about traditional European sausage ways and becoming a master sausage maker and um, that kind of sense. Hmm. Um, so came back here and started making product for some of the uh, national uh, sausage company uh, in, the, in the food business at Christmas. And so making a lot of their sausages, you know, 100,000 pieces, 500,000 pieces. And, uh, you know, selling them for a nickel over cost as, as I'm watching them selling them for $10 a piece over cost, yeah. you know, and realize, man, this is kind of crazy. There must be something to this. Yeah. <laughs> so probably 2006, 2008 probably started really what I would call the first, uh, first guerrilla marketing tactic into uh, corporate mail order at the time, okay. which being in Peoria... You know, we had Maui Gyms, we had Caterpillar, we have RLI, we have a lot of great companies here, and I know a lot of people, and so I'd give them a package or something, like, oh, this is great, we want to order 50 of these. And so that's really how it all started here, okay. really, right in our backyard. What was the process 
you know, going beyond that to really opening it up to the national market? Well, it took a long time. That was 2006, 2007. Then I got into a restaurant in 2009, 2010. Um, lost a lot of money in the restaurant. Almost went broke in the restaurant at the time. Um, and decided, I, I remember my uncle who passed away, who was 93, who said to me, David, never try to carry three watermelons with two hands. You'll always drop one. And so <laughs> a great analogy. And so, uh, so I made my wife a promise back then that I would just go back to the meat business and not try to do any other functions of business. And so that's kind of what we did. And then uh, that was 2010, 2012 era, uh, maybe 13. And then Shark Tank comes on, um, Shark Tank for the first time. And uh, I said, I'm going to go out for Shark Tank. And this was, I think, 2000. 12, 2013, it was season four, uh, watching it at home on a Sunday night and realized we were in Chicago for a soccer tournament and auditions were the hotel next to us the whole time and I missed it. And oh. so and so we were just talking about this this morning, actually, a lot of this stuff. Um, and then so I realized there was one more in uh, Los Angeles on Saturday and it was the last one of the year for season four. And so I ended up flying to Los Angeles on a Friday getting to the hotel at 10 o'clock at night, only to realize there were several thousand people in line already for the show. Oh, wow. So I had called home. There was no sleeping. I pretty much stood in line, uh, found another guy checking in with me, said, uh, we formed a team, Team Dave. I'm the captain, and put him in line. And then I took a cab to go get three lawn chairs and three blankets and met another guy at the sports store who was on Team Dave. And we came back, and uh, there, there was, like, Team Dave. This guy was already in line. And believe it or not, there was probably 100 people, if not a couple hundred people behind my guy already in line. And so by morning, there was thousands more in line. It was kind of crazy. So how long did you end up waiting in line? Just 19 to... hours. 19 hours. 19 hours. And the guy first in line I went up to, he had been there for three days before. Oh, so these wow. people were sleeping there. FedEx was pulling up, dropping off stuff. Um, people had samples and everything you could imagine at the time. It was, pretty, it was pretty interesting, to say the least. Well, so now, I know you did a video because the person recording this podcast for us was the one who did it for yes. you. Um, was, did that happen after your interview or before? It does. So that was that. We, I, this was my first, your first audition. I showed up and, and basically, you know, three things kind of happened at the time. You know, don't call us, we'll call you, or mm -hmm. we need a video, or go home and submission a video. Where today, I think everything's submission video anyway. Mm -hmm. And so back then, it was options. And so my option at the time was to create a video. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember the lady at the hotel told me, "This is good because they've been filming here for a couple of years, so this is good. So you're kind of in the A group." So I went home and I remember um, calling. Uh, WMBD, Greg, and said, who do I call for a videographer? And he said, Frank. And so that, that's how Frank and I met uh, back then a long time ago. Um, and then there was submission. We had seven days or ten days at the time. It wasn't much to submit a video. Um, and I remember submitting it, and they got it on my birthday. So it was like the same day I got a response back that they were going to go to like the next steps. And so it was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, now, I remember as part of that, um, you shot video in your at your farm. Pastures. Talk, talk to me about... Yeah. I mean, you don't just... <laughs> Tell me, you raise... We do. Um, we used to have a lot of cattle. Uh, my father and my uncle, growing up, we had a, a lot of acres in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and had a bunch of cattle stolen at one time, believe oh, it or not, geez. in 79. 500 head. Oh, my god! So it was, it was a big to-do in Bowling Green, Kentucky in 1979, and went through the process of Chapter 11 bankruptcy in 1990 because of it and everything else to the family. Yeah. How does someone steal 500 head of cattle without getting It's a good question. <laughs> um, you know, from what my mother tells me, I was a kid at the time, so our herdsmen got into heroin and some uh, different stuff. And so my dad and my uncle were up here in Illinois. The farms are in Bowling Green, Kentucky. So who's to say uh, semis aren't coming in every day loading up cattle? 
and he was yeah and so yeah. you know it was kind of a life lesson you know yeah, my yeah. dad tried to carry too many watermelons <laughs> you know yeah so to say um so that's that's kind of you know being in the cattle business so i bought my first farm in 1992 believe it or not um i had got home from school and um it's a great story from an 87-year-old lady that was in debt, 157000 at 18.5% fixed interest. Oh, my gosh. Coming out of the 80s. And I remember my dad coming home and saying, I found you a farm. And I said, I didn't know I'm looking for a farm. And he's <laughs> like, yep, you're not pissing your money away. And that was his exact, his exact words to me. And um, um, so this farm was on the market for uh, three to four times what we paid for it at the time. And I said, how am I ever going to afford this? And he says, you're not. He said, because you don't need to live here. He said, we're going to let her live here the rest of her life for free. And so we worked out a deal that we paid about a quarter of what she was asking for at the time, but as long as we kept the name. And the name was Echo Valley Farms. Oh, so, okay. Well, that... So that's where it all came from. Okay. That was September 18th of 1992 is when we closed on that. Winfrey Joe's. And um, so she got to live there. I'm fixing the farm up, running cattle. Uh, so I start building fence immediately. Have to put a new roof on the house. So the farm kind of came back to life while she was living there. She lived there for about three years, I think, after we closed on it. So I, I would always say she died in peace. Tell me a little bit more about the shark tank experience sure um, so shark tank's been great it's like a second family being on the show now three times um season uh four in 2013 episode uh 422 i think is what it was um season 422 when i did not get the deal um which was crazy in itself because you know you don't get a deal you don't expect your website to take over a million hits in the next 24 to 48 hours which is what happened we were not ready for what happened in any way shape or uh -huh. form um, we got so blown up that, you know, I had always prayed beyond before Christmas, beyond before Thanksgiving, um, because you filmed, you know, between six and 12 months ago, mm -hmm. you know, and so you're in a waiting list to see if you even get on the show type thing. And so not everybody Even airs. after they re recorded? Yeah, yeah, some people never air. Oh, some, wow. Yeah, so, so we did air, so we got, we got the email that we air. Um, and so we just weren't ready. You know, we decided to build a new website in 10 days that everybody said, you're going to crash. My buddies that had aired before me that I met said, you're going to crash. Our site crashes in five seconds. And so I come, you know, I was determined not to let my site crash. Well, we were load testing it, dumping a million hits on it, not crashing the site. But what we didn't test was the shopping cart. So um. we had a glitch in the shopping cart and shipped six figures twice. We got paid for it once. So it was, it was catastrophic. Yeah, the, um, I mean, it was all hands on deck from the FedEx people to the nut lady to everybody that would, would be in here on Saturday and Sundays in their pajamas, whatever, was doing whatever to shipping, uh, to get shipping out only to find out we were doing it twice. So, yeah, that was kind of real heartbreaking at the time and catastrophic to say the least. So it's somehow some way that we didn't air before Christmas or didn't air before Thanksgiving or uh, Easter that year was, yeah, a, it was, was a gift. Yeah, it was April, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a was gift because Easter if we would have aired before Easter, we'd have been in big trouble. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, because typically like our site says we'll tip out in three to five business days. We had to change our site to ship out 25 to 30 business days. Oh, wow. We didn't even have product in the building. Because you were so overwhelmed. Yeah, so overwhelmed. Um, I remember we had 3,000 emails. That night the phones were ringing off the hook. We had other um, from celebrities to business people offering partnerships. Um, anything and everything. So it was just like really out there. The things you would never have expected to happen happened. Yeah, all of a sudden you're on the big stage. Yeah, yeah. Shark Tank's a powerful show, you know. It's a, and it's still here. We are what 14 seasons later, still rolling, or 12 seasons later, whatever we're in now, it's just going strong and strong. So it's it's a great show. Well, and then so obviously that impacted your business, and I assume you got your shopping cart fixed, and 
your your supply we did we're still learning you know what i mean so we are what are we six seven years later now from being on the second time we're still learning every day um but yeah absolutely we've put a lot into software um into using um stuff that you know is, is a bridge i call it between our website now and, and the fedex software we use which talk to each other mm-hmm. so it's kind of more automation mm-hmm. um a lot more automation and so you can't make uh, the same mistake twice if we'd go to ship a box twice today as soon as fedex would scan it it would say duplicate so it doesn't even allow you. In the very first day, we put that software in, it caught three packages. So it literally started paying for itself day one. And, and these are things you, that don't even occur to you until you're in that situation. Oh, yeah. And you don't even, like I had the season four, when I got on in the first time, I didn't even, none of the stuff entered my mind. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, it didn't, and even, I remember, I'll never forget the FedEx lady said to me, she goes, are you sure you're ready? And she was telling me I wasn't ready. <laughs> but, she, but yeah, she understood. What yeah, was she knew coming. I was about to what could potentially come down. You know, and it was really cool because we had a party that night. Um, I, I read it uh, uh, what was it? the Knights of Columbus Hall, and I, I was there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We had about two hundred of us, and mm-hmm. everybody would have sworn that I got a deal. You know, why would you have a party without a deal? I, I was surprised, yeah. I will have to say, when they said, oh, we're not going to give you a deal. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's kind of a downer. Yeah, well, it's a once in a lifetime. It's the way I looked at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you have fun with it. And we got to have Bradley there in the corner. I remember, and I remember hitting the air. And we went from zero, like eight to 10 people on our website to 42,000 on our website wow. instantaneously. That was the night we had 6,800 open shopping baskets and we shipped six figures twice that weekend. So it was oh such a learning curve, such a, such a hard lesson, um, but we made it through it, you know? And, uh, well, now, how, how do you determine what products you're going to sell? I mean, I know you have a, or I understand you have a somewhat limited offering we do we, to we, try we maybe to have 30 to 50 SKUs probably total and um, what we do is we try to keep everything simplified because I like to turn products over not have so many items that this one sells and this one doesn't so this one's a year old this one's 18 months old no I want to be turning stuff monthly you know all the time um, constantly turning so like our five ounce summer sausage it's my recipe that I learned in Europe but I have three flavors I have an original I have a smoking a garlic well those three flavors might be in ten different combination of packages mm-hmm. you know what I mean so different mm-hmm. configurations with sticks without sticks, with cheese, without cheese, with steaks, without steaks. Right, and so right. that's what we've done. Rather than have a 5-ounce, 10-ounce, 12-ounce, I gotcha. just stick to one size. And every once in a while you'll get people say, well, can you make this size? Well, you do two. Yeah, I can, but my mixer holds 400 pounds. So as long as it's a 400-pound batch or, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, oh, well, i got to buy that many. Well, yeah, we don't, you can't make 5 pounds or 10 pounds of, of that kind of thing. So do you do any custom type of things? We do. Um, we, you know, and truth be known, we do a lot of co-packing anymore. Um, we've taken the process, which is my recipe, my formulas, but we go find a co-packer to make it for us. With that can make the guy that does my hams instead of me taking eighty days, they can do eighty production days in one day. Oh wow! And so it allows me just to go sell and not have the labor, but it's still my recipe, my products, my send them the spices, send them everything. Um, and, and this is stuff you wouldn't have done without the n- huge demand that no, you had. No, and done. some of the biggest um, biggest companies in the world, some of the biggest deli companies in the world, don't even make the majority of their products and their name, their household names. It's all co-packed. And just like me used to co-packing for one of the biggest you know mail order companies in the world, the same thing. They were not made. They don't make anything. They have it all subbed out. And so you learn as you go. Like I said, I'm mm-hmm. now 53 and still learning every day. So, yeah. but, but I've been able to, since I've been the guy that is the guy selling the pro, my product to the customer, it's gone a lot further the last five years than the first 25 years before that. Because you know? of the internet. Yeah, because I know the story. Yeah. It's my product. It's my recipe. Yeah. It's my everything. I've developed it. I've created it. And so from day one, I've gone to hell and back. So are your uh, brother and cousin uh, regretting that 
partnering with you? No, they have a tremendous business. You know, they have a great family business that's been on the corner there. They've just, um, uh, they're getting ready this 2023. They'd probably do a 10 to $15 million edition. And oh. so they're going to put a bakery on it, smokehouses on it. I'll probably help them actually a little bit with smokehouses because they don't know anything about it. Um, they have a huge retail business, um, so they're not really into the mail order at all or the um, catering or any of that kind of stuff. Really, it's just a retail business, right. but they have a huge business, retail. Well, I know they're very well known in the area. Yeah. And, and yeah, so, and they're very, and they buy, it's been around and they, forever. They buy their bacon, they buy their hams, they buy their sausages, they buy everything. Where they, If they know that, I mean, if they truly um, put that in and do it themselves, there's no question that they can change their bottom line significantly. Yeah. Well, now tell me a little bit more about. I, I know that you said that you have a partnership with Mark, mm-hmm. um, and, I, and I don't know yeah. what exactly. Mark's been phenomenal. I, um, I, I, you know, I, I don't talk to him a lot. His family he still orders quite a bit from us. Um, we're great friends, great customer. Um, but it, it, the advertising alone opens the door. We go to the shows, we talk about it, as seen on ABC Shark Tank, picture of Mark and I, as, you know, at the shows type thing, and it works out really well. Um, so he gets EchoValleyMeats.com. Mark is a partner of, of us. Okay. Um, and so he's he's been great. Um, as he says, pimp me out. And so we go to the shows and pictures <laughs> of as seen on Shark Tank with me and Mark's picture. The first thing they want to talk about is, oh, my gosh, you're partners with Mark. And it just creates a story right off the bat. Sure, sure. You know. Name recognition. Yeah, exactly. So you do trade shows then too for your corporate gifts? Yeah, we do. Some of the trade shows um, for, we we, we do, we're getting more and more into corporate gifts we're trying to get into where whether we put your name on a cutting board, sell it with a sausage and cheese box or a ham or meat boxes and we're getting more and more into the corporate type stuff as we go. Now you were just telling me before we started recording about uh, Super Bowl party that you're working on now. Yes, we're, we, we got asked to do a big Super Bowl party for Lee Steinberg here uh, in Phoenix in two weeks, February 11th, 2023, where it's all donations. So we're doing summer sausage and cheese and crackers for up to 5,000. And uh, we're a couple of us, uh, me and another guy from the office here, are flying out and then bringing the staff in from Las Vegas that has helped us on some trade shows over the years just to drive in, just to give away uh, summer sausage and cheese to a crowd of 5,000. And it's, uh, it's a pretty big event. It's a who's who. From what I understand, he donates uh, seven figures a year to the charity. Um, very uh, philanthropic, and he uh, is one of the lead uh, agents in the NFL. Wow. So it's a great party to be with, you know, to be in front of the right people. And so those people might be buying yeah, gifts for their Yeah, if put the product in their mouth, the way to do somebody's heart is through their stomach. Oh, you know, yeah. Feed them one well, mouth I remember at a time. Your, your original Shark Tank, you know, you brought samples of meat, and everybody was very interested in that. <laughs> well, it's gluten-free. It's no MSG. It's no fillers. I mean, the, our summer sausage is award-winning. We won uh, the um, uh, Illinois Association of Meat Processors, I think, in 2002. Uh, number one grand champion. So that's what opened the doors. And when people realized there was no fillers and, and the, you know, gluten-free, no MSG, and it's got a 10-month shelf life, it's really good product. And mm-hmm. uh, we, you know, we sell lots and lots of those throughout the Christmas time and throughout the year. Well, and then you also have some other specialized partnerships with your corporate products, too. Yeah, we're, um, we, we formed a, a partnership with Yeti. And uh, so from what I understand, we are the only one in the United States that can take a blank um, Yeti cooler and put meat inside of it. So we've got, uh, whether it's sausage and cheese or steaks or ham, we've got different options now of putting meat inside of Yeti coolers, which has been great because we've got a lot of opportunity uh, moving forward now with meat and Yeti as a wow gift. What a perfect combination. What a perfect partnership. To, and then we don't need the styrofoam cooler either. So mm-hmm. we limit the styrofoam cooler. It's going to give us better transit time in the cooler and they get a 
cooler. A really nice cooler meat. that they can use. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're going to remember who gave them that, when it came, who, I mean, how, you know, if and what's right, I can hand you $500, and in five years, you wouldn't have a clue what I gave you, but that Yeti cooler, you're going to look at 20 years from now, that came from such and such, when he, oh, that was the coolest gift at the time, so so we're really happy to partner with Yeti, and I think it could be a, a great opportunity going forward, this meat inside the cooler things. Are there any other things that you think would be an interesting story that we haven't covered already. No, we're just um, um, you know getting more, trying to get more and more into casinos. Oh, uh, casinos is a big opportunity for the specialized market because the gamblers there are points programs, incentives mm. and rewards. Anybody that has incentives and rewards on the back end it gets these points. And so if you go to totalrewards.com, you'll see Echo Valley Meats there. And, you know, whether you want, whether you have 500 to get uh, two sausages or whether you have 5,000 to get a Yeti cooler with meat, that might be there. Um, so we're get, trying to get more and more into these points programs where it's points for products and mm -hmm. we're just the physical product. And the nice thing about us working with anybody is is... We don't. They don't have to take physical inventory of our product. We're, right. we're a unique person. So I've gotten. I've opened the doors with two companies that have never sold meat. One in St. Louis. One in Kansas City. That have never ever sold meat before, and and we're doing huge business and even I mean just pretty massive opportunities because of their window. You know these are you know ten, twenty, thirty, hundred million dollar companies and their client base. You know they're buying whether it's care this or vacuum cleaners or bow stereos or whatever the case might be. And obviously you put meat in front of these guys and it's just the audience and they don't even have to inventory it. where they so it's have like to, drop shipped. They, we drop ship everything and so it's paperwork for them. So mm -hmm. if they do five thousand, ten thousand, a hundred thousand, whatever, it's basically paperwork for them. We're drop shipping for them. So I tell them they're making they can make money off of us just by sending us emails of invoices. You know, wow. and we're drop shipping. So, so that, so in the last couple of months, we've opened the door, and that seems to be a really good opportunity with some people. Interesting. Yeah, definitely out of the box thinking, but yeah, that's where it's at right about now. Ways to grow your business that never have been done before. Well, and being in Peoria, we have Maui Gyms, and Maui Gyms is huge in the corporate business, and so they've helped me a lot. Um, Brett Hack who leads up their division, you know, I've leaned on Brett up many, many times over the years, and, and they probably, I don't know what they do, but I know it's multi-millions. I mean, they, they, they've, I have, they've actually, I've stolen their word, experience. I like when people open an Echo Valley package, I like the word experience, whether it's the ham at the dinner table and their six or eight kids are talking about, wow, how great that ham is, whatever, becomes an experience. And that's what Maui Jim's has done. They've gone and done these fittings on site and created an experience where they have 3,000 people to try on their glasses, then they go back and mail you a pair. But you got to try on six or eight, ten pairs and pick out exactly what you wanted. Mm -hmm. So it was a great experience. Well, we've done the same thing more on the food side of it. And so I think that, you know, feeding the world one mouth at a time and just taking it one at a time, um, I think we've got a lot of opportunity because we make really, really good product and just creating great positive experiences as we go. Yeah, it's, it's a brave new world as far as the marketplace for where you can sell or partner with other companies or nonprofits. Well, my dad always said he got in the food business for one reason. People have to eat every day. Mm -hmm. And and let me tell you, you, you can buy one Bo stereo or one Dyson vacuum cleaner or one Bissell vacuum cleaner or whatever, the one, um, you know, heater. You only need those every so often. I every mean, food, years, food you, you might order every six months, every once a year, every Christmas, whatever the case might be. Food's in a cycle or a circle that it always has potential to come back around every so often, no matter mm -hmm. what, too. A recurring product. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. 
Yeah, the casino angle is really interesting. It's big. I mean, you don't realize how big the points program is in this world, and I didn't either, obviously, but I'm learning as I go. And So um, have you actually established a relationship with any of these companies that do this? One, just one, a smaller one. But we're, we're, and it just started? Yeah, it just started in November. Uh, I'm sorry, a couple of years ago that one started, and so we've been part of their Christmas program okay. um, for a couple of years, and that's worked out well, but their everyday business isn't so much, which I'd like to get into more of the, more of the everyday business. I think that's where the real opportunity is with some of these bigger programs mm-hmm. you know some of the bigger casinos yeah i mean some, some of the these groups. some of these people literally like like multi-millions is in their budget to buy gifts and rewards programs for their their gamblers and stuff like mm-hmm. that so you just get a small sliver of it if you had to think about what you've learned through the experience especially with the shark tank situation mm-hmm. um, what you've learned through working through all of that what would your recommendation be to a business owner who's Maybe starting out, um, and well, that's real. I mean, that's a that's it's a simple question to me, and it's, it's numbers don't lie. You know what I mean? And, and I have one motto when I speak: you get what you work for, not what you wish for. And if you wish for a lot but aren't willing to put the time in or do what it takes, good luck to you. You might as well play the lottery. But if you're willing to work, I mean, I'm I'm eight to six, six days a week, miss you know three to five days in thirty years, and do whatever it takes. That's a different story. You know, and then have farms on the side. But if you're willing to work for it, it's not going to come overnight. And it's not going to be easy. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. That's, you know what I mean? What but, my, one of my, my favorite boss in previous uh, employment, that was her line all the time. If it was easy, anyone could do it. Yeah, and I always tell people, you're going to fail. Don't be afraid to fail. You know what I mean? And, and you're going to fail hard sometimes, you know. But I, I have a motto, yesterday's history and tomorrow's a mystery. So well, it's, it's, it's always about day. what you learn from that experience. Yeah, and enjoy it one day at a time because, I mean, age is wisdom. If I'm 53. If I knew now what I didn't know even in 98 when I started Echo Valley, holy moly, would I have done things different. You know, if my dad and my uncle would have really listened to us, I am, I am not conv- I am convinced we'd have been a 50 to $100 million company by now in the family business, which, you know, my brother and my cousin have because that had been there 50 years with just phenomenal uh, retail, crazy retail traffic. They do more retail than probably every major grocery store combined in this area. Mm-hmm. People I believe the it. truth, you know. So, but it is what it is, and everybody's happy, and we get along, and it's it's good for everybody. So, well, you talked a little bit about how you networked locally, but those companies that you were networking with had, you know, national presence, and that you really and, exa- and exactly took and and, of and one of them is, is is Caterpillar. It's one of the dealers. To this day, they spend about uh, you know seven to ten thousand dollars a year on gifts between November and December, sending it out to all their dealers. Mm-hmm. And so that's literally connect. I like to say connecting the dots. You know, mm-hmm. connect the dots, and uh, if you can connect the dots along the way in life, um, you know, that's really good. Yeah. Well, and you know, people might look at you know we're a little Peoria that you know there's not much here, but Really, there's a lot of people, you know, nationally that are affected by what happens in our, you know, relatively small market. Period, old school money. There's a lot of history here and a lot of uh, a lot of wealth from generations that are still in this community that people aren't aware of. So, um, you know, prohibition days and stuff. I think one time Peoria had more uh, liquor stores and bootlegging than anybody in the country. This is the whiskey when, capital of the world. Exactly, with Hiram Walker here and ADM and some of the uh, the big breweries back in the day, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my father actually worked for Pabst and Hiram Walker. Oh yeah. So Peoria, going back to, uh, are we in a good location for what we do? I think we're in a great location, being in Illinois. Only reason we're in a perishable good, so it allows us to ship to either part of the country, being in the middle part of the state, because that worst case scenario is a four day transit time. So in our world, everything is based on one, two, three, or four day transit times. 
And so we never, ever, ever like product to sit in a warehouse over a weekend. So if it's going to California or the West Coast or somewhere along that, let's say, four-day transit, which is our worst-case scenario, we're going to ship it on a Monday or Tuesday worst-case scenario. So it's our Friday or Saturday. And we ship exclusive with FedEx. Um, and FedEx has home delivery, which is six days a week instead of seven days a week. And the holidays, believe it or not, they're seven days a week. So, so it's really a luxury for us. Um, so we go four-day, three-day, two-day, one-day. So everything becomes in a transit time. So being in central Illinois... We have another company here, which is a dry ice company, which is the largest dry ice company in the world in Pekin, Illinois, which is seven miles away, and they're open 365, 24-7. They never shut their doors, and they have, I, I don't know, maybe seven to 12 plants across the United States, and so we literally put an order in on Friday or Saturday, go pick it up on Monday morning ourselves for the week, and we have dry ice for the week. Sometimes we have to go Tuesday or Wednesday if we run out, if we have enough orders, or especially the holidays, sometimes it's a guessing game, because a lot of times you're... You know, you're guessing your numbers for the weekend based on historical analytics or you air on Shark Tank again and you don't know you aired again or you have a double airing on Shark Tank that you didn't expect um, with a Christmas rush. And so sometimes you get caught completely off guard and um, they're always really great to work with because we're an everyday customer. It's nothing to add on an extra, you know, couple hundred units of whatever it is, size we need. So we, we are kind of a luxury in that sense, being where we're located. And because where we're at, we're, you know, an hour from I-80, and that's New York to L.A. And so the transportation here, um, you can get anybody in and out of Peoria because of Caterpillar, because of Maui Gyms. Everybody's willing to, when we get more emails on a weekly basis to quote our freight than anything else we get in our inbox. Um, and it's thousands a year. Let us quote this from one pallet to a truckload. Well, we're not truckload business to anybody. I wish we were, but we're not. Um, but, you know, we have pallets going here and there, and, and we move some freight. I mean, stuff's coming and going, you know, whether it's crinkle or whether it's boxes or whether it's cutting boards or whatever the case might be, shipping coolers. We, have a, we do have a lot of freight that comes and goes. Hmm. And, and the physical facility seems like it would never be able to do that kind of traffic. Well, we've added on five times. I would not recommend buying a 2,000-square-foot building and adding on five times. And we're still not massive. I mean, we're only probably 15,000 square feet. But we're, you know, 20 to 25 feet high, so our freezer goes three high. Oh, our wow. coolers go three high. And so that gives us a lot of, we don't have a lot of square footage, but we go up. So, you know, it gives us three times the storage in the freezer for products and stuff like that. So that helps drastically. Hmm. So, And there's so many working, uh, you know, things at the same time that have to coordinate. It is. And, I, and again, you learn, 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 you know, and you, and you try to, you know, one of the things I recommend to anybody going into business for themselves is, is find other people in your industry and go lean on them because you don't know what you don't know. Right. And there's so many people, especially like myself, that are willing to help others to, to teach them the right, so they don't make the same mistakes we make or, you know, six-figure stupidity lessons in life that you shouldn't have made to begin with. Um, because you slow down and do it right the first time. Your numbers aren't going to lie. If, you, if you've got good product or you're willing to put in what it takes, you're going to get there. It's going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. And if it does, it's probably going to be too fast for you anyway. You know, mm -hmm. um, take it from uh, hard lessons learned myself. And so get, surround yourself with people that know more than you and don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, that's the thing. There's a lot of people that are willing to give advice. That sounds like, that's, that's some great advice. And yeah. I... I'm basically nosy, so I like to ask people <laughs> questions, but I know some people are hesitant to do that. I say there's no such thing as a dumb question, because if you don't know the answer, then ask the question. I would rather mm -hmm. have anybody ask me the question next door of my employees, because I never get upset over a question. There's no such thing as a dumb question. Be honest, and if you don't know, you don't know. Right. You know? That's... Yeah, I've always found that um, if you just are honest and say, you know what, I, I really don't know, 
people are like, oh, okay, well, because they maybe, you're, you know, like a supervisor, they may not realize they haven't really, they know it so well that they don't think, oh. Hey. That was one of the first things from the very first episode on Shark Tank when they asked me about customer acquisition costs and I said, I don't know. And they, Kevin O'Leary said, what do you mean you don't know? And I said, I was always taught, you look at a man or woman in the face and you tell me, you be honest and you don't. And he goes, oh, you're a man of integrity. I like you. And that's kind yeah, of how, well, it all, little... how, it, how it all started from, from that moment on. You yeah, know, there's we said, not okay. a lot of that anymore. So, in this, and, and in this as, as I walked off the set, if you ever watch season four, as I walked off the set, they said, we've shredded people worse than him before, but he's a good guy and he's got really good food. So, so they kind of liked me from the whole start of it for being honest, mm -hmm. you know, and so, so it was well, good. Well, and you still ended up benefiting from that, even though you didn't get, you know, officially a deal. You know what? And uh, a lot of them still get a package every Christmas from us through uh, through themselves or other channels of the show. So, and so we're sure happy to they, be a part of it. I'm sure they grin as they open it and eat your lovely, your wonderful food. <laughs> I, I bet you it doesn't go to waste. No, no, I don't think that happens very often. Yeah. Well, um, I really appreciate you spending time with us yeah, and sharing fun. your uh, expertise and, and experience, even though some of it was hard won. <laughs> I'm not sure it's expertise, it's trial and error, but it's still a well, I'm happy to share your wisdom. it. Your uh, Yeah, ages wisdom. We, we learn every day. Yes. So I'm still having fun at it. That's the main thing. <laughs> And so everybody should check out Echo Valley EchoValleyMeets.com, yeah. Think of a, if you're a corporation looking for employee gifts, retirement gifts, incentive gifts, rewards gifts, anything, a Christmas box, a single box for your family for Easter for just to try out our shakes, just try us out. That's all we can say. I, I can uh, attest to the high quality of the product. Well, thank Thanks for listening to Bright Ideas for Your Business with host Amy Blaine. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.